Hello, welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. And I published this blog in 2018 as a warning. That warning came true with a, a tweet that I saw from this lady, Sharon Hardy Miller. And so I've updated this. The title of this blog today and in 2018 is Beth Moore will answer to Jesus for normalizing women preaching and teaching to men. Moore took hold of the goat way a long time ago and brought it into the church where it lurked in corners and tried to be inconspicuous. Nowadays, these women settle the goat onto a pew and treat the goat as a sheep. But Jesus said in Revelation 2, 20 to 23, that he is against false female preachers, teachers, and prophets, especially ones who preach falsely. He said in those verses, quote, I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and she teaches and leads my bondservants astray so that they commit sexual immorality and eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, and she does not want to repent of her sexual immorality. Behold, I will throw her on a bed of sickness, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation unless they repent of their deeds. And I will kill her children with plague. And all the churches will know that I am he who searches the minds and the hearts. And I will give to each one of you according to your deeds. That's the end of the Revelation 2 passage. And the tweet that I saw that confirmed my warning from 2018 is from Sharon Hodde, H-O-D-E. H-O-D-D-E, Miller, where she wrote, Part of the reason I went to seminary is that I saw Beth Moore preach. This past Sunday, a young woman came to my church and said she was in seminary because she saw me preach. What I'm saying is, this is how it works. Steward your gifts because it's how God calls others. End quote. Well, the passage above should strike deadly fear into those women who boast of their sin. It was a given for more than 2,000 years that women were not to be teachers or preachers of men. We women can and do teach. We minister, we evangelize, we discuss, we help, we clarify in a private setting, but we are not to have biblical authority over men in church expository situations. 1 Timothy 2.12 says, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. How is a woman preaching to men a sinister situation? It's sin. 
As R.C. Sproul said, sin is cosmic treason. And just ask the metaphorical Jezebel of Revelation 2.20, who was teaching things God did not say. Jesus promised to kill her and her followers. Inserting words into God's mouth is sin. God says to do or not do matters. We don't need 50,000 verses. One is enough. Women are not allowed to teach the Bible to men. But Beth Moore does. She's been doing it for 35 years. Woe to Beth Moore. A generation is about 25 years. Therefore, it's a woe to the generation of women coming up in Christian circles who have, for these last several decades, been seeing more preach to men as a normal thing, even having her former pastor's blessing to do it, or the tacit blessing of her former denomination, the Southern Baptist Convention, and its arm, Lifeway. They did nothing. They said nothing. For years, Moore taught a Bible study to a co-ed Sunday school class of 600 to 700 people, and later up to 900 people. And this is a quote. At that time, God began to do a new thing, stirring the heart of Beth to move to a new meeting place, meeting time, change the name of the class, and allow men to attend. That was a summary a quote from the summary of her Sunday school class. Is God stirring the heart of a woman to disobey scripture and teach men? I think not. In Revelation 2.23, it's noted that Jesus promised to strike Jezebel's children dead. But those are not Jezebel's biological kids. But those are the spiritual daughters she is raising up in her own polluted, sinful likeness to preach and prophesy. Just as Sharon Hardy Miller was a spiritual daughter of Beth and that other woman who came up to Sharon Miller and was her spiritual daughter following their pattern and example. Moore describes her origins as a Bible teacher. Um, Her Sunday school class began in 1985, and she was still teaching it in 2005. Her class, almost from the beginning, had a mixed audience. A quote from Beth Moore about that says, quote, being a woman called to leadership within and simultaneously beyond those walls of an SBC church was complicated to say the least, but I worked within the system. After all, I had no personal aspirations to preach, nor was it my aim to teach men. If men showed up in my class, I did not throw them out. I taught. End quote from Beth Moore. I'd like to mention here, because Sharon Miller did it too, they abuse the word called. It's especially egregious to say God called me to preach because 
it intimates that God assigned her to preach, which is in effect co-opting God into her own sin, making him a co-conspirator or using him as the excuse. God will address this abuse of the word called on the day. And secondly, as to that quote, it does not matter if you had personal aspirations to preach to men or not. Your opinion doesn't matter. Only what the Bible says. If you do preach, you're sinning. If you fail to stop it, you're sinning. But along the way, over those decades, other women began copying Moore's excuses and her language. I kept hearing from women, I'm called to do this, or I have no desire to preach, it just happened anyway, or I want to step into the gifts God has given me to teach men, and so on. Well, Moore eventually founded Living Proof Ministry in 1994. By 2003, her conferences had gone beyond the confines of her church, beyond the Texas border. A national magazine took notice. Their opening sentence of their article called her a minister. Quote, once a victim of abuse, Beth Moore is one of America's most popular ministers today. That's from Charisma Magazine. And that article went on to note that men did attend her Sunday school class, so crowded with both sexes that attendees were asked to carpool because the parking lot was so jammed. An obedient teacher says, my love is for Christ and his word, and I asked the pastor to restrict the class to women only. But as Beth Moore said, I didn't throw them out, I taught. She looked for purposely bigger rooms to accommodate them all. And the leaders of her church allowed it and encouraged it. And around that time also, her own pastor at the time asked Beth to preach the Sunday night service. So she's been a usurper from the beginning, and she keeps on. And all the while, women were watching, like hawks. In 2010, when her fame was really rising, Christianity Today did a six-page, six-page cover story on her. And the article says, quote, Before she begins, she addresses the few men in the crowd. A Southern Baptist more emphasizes that her ministry is intended for women. The gentleman who had such courage to come into this place tonight, Beth said, into this estrogen fest, if you will, ever find one in your entire life. We are so blessed to have you, Moore said. I do not desire to have any kind of authority over you. End quote. Well, if you think about it, it's laughable to pronounce a blessing on the men in attendance and to welcome them and to preach the Bible to them and then meekly deny any authority over them. Is her teaching from the word authoritative over the women, but not over the men sitting next to them? You see the illogic. If she teaches the Bible, she's teaching authoritatively. 
and it's authoritative to all within its hearing. As far as Moore's coyness, she doesn't desire to be authoritative. This is false. Genesis 3.16 tells us women, it is in us to want to usurp male authority. It doesn't matter if you desire to break God's command or not. If you do, you're sinning. Try telling the traffic policeman that I did not desire to speed on the highway. See if he lets you go. Well, she taught her Sunday school class for 20 years. And by 2012, she was personally asked to substitute for Pastor Louis Giglio preaching the Sunday service during Holy Week at Giglio's Passion City Church, and she accepted. It was a very large crowd of congregants. And of course, being Holy Week, a lot of people tuned in. And now the, quote, secret was out and widely public. The secret was women, even SBC women can preach and no one will stop them. Well, now the point. I know this blog is like a pastor giving a 30-minute sermon intro in a 40-minute sermon session, but here's the point. Moore is personally the transition linchpin for this new future of women preachers. That's the point I made in 2018, and it's confirmed now. But here's a quote from an article. Moore is one of the evangelical leaders today who represent the future of the global church, in which people outside Europe and the U.S. will be dominant. Moore represents this transition, which is shaping even the most conservative corners of conservatism, evangelicalism. That was from the Washington Post. So I refer you to the tweet again that I saw from Sharon Hardy Miller, where she said part of the reason she went to seminary is she saw Beth Moore preach. And this past Sunday, a young woman came to Miller's church and said she was in seminary because she saw Miller preach. And what she's saying is this is how it works. And she's right. That is how it works. That's how sin works. Goes from one to the other. Imagine, with one, within one generation, a woman whose former claim to fame was leading an aerobics class, moving steadily up to being seriously considered at one point for president of the world's largest denomination. And after only one generation of her preaching with no pushback of any credible sort, more and it has opened the door to more and more and more women doing the same. Sin is really amazing in its power. Yet, the Lord our God is still on his throne. And he still maintains a hard line on the roles that women and men are to operate within. His church, that is a given. I'll end with 1 Corinthians 14, 33 to 35. For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As in all churches of the saints, women should keep silent 
in the churches, for they are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission, as the law also says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.